You are listening to the Informal Investigation Podcast. This is the podcast where we investigate, experience, and share interesting finds. My name is Asher, and let's begin. Formal Investigation Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not responsible if you mess up. You should always do your own homework. If you try anything mentioned on this podcast, you are doing so at your own risk. The views presented on this podcast do not represent any affiliated or unaffiliated organizations. Today, we are opening an informal investigation into how to start a podcast. I hope by the end of this podcast, you will feel empowered to start your own. I'm excited to announce we have finished our first quarter of the Informal Investigation Podcast. I hope all of you listeners out there have been enjoying our content. If you have, I kindly ask that you subscribe and rate our podcast on iTunes. Let's review what we've been up to. We started off with Episode 1, Investigation into Pumpkin Beer, where we discovered pumpkin beer dates back to 1771, and we made an actual recipe from the 18th century. In episode two, we investigated gold to help us understand the rising gold prices and an exploration into the process of buying gold without getting totally ripped off. Our third episode, we investigated flannel and how this warm, soft material became so popular and fashionable. We found our favorite flannel company, the Vermont Flannel Company, and shortly after our episode was released, they almost completely sold out of flannels. Our fourth episode, we we were getting thirsty again, and we investigated pale ale. Of course, we had to brew our own and made an amazing blonde ale. Then there was our most recent and popular episode, where we took a super deep dive into dry cereal. We talked about the Kellogg family, CW Post, and of course, we made our own cereal, Coffee Bean Puffs. Why am I making this episode? I know what you all are probably thinking. I've only been podcasting for three months months now, so like, what do I know? You're correct to some extent. Although I lack the long-term experience of many podcasters, I'm also close to my podcasting beginning and remember exactly what it's like to start a podcast. I mean, namely because I'm actually living it right now. I can give you a slightly different perspective from what other people may be telling you online. Since starting this journey three months ago, I have already been approached by multiple people asking for advice on how to start their own podcasts. I hope by the end of this episode, if you wanted to start your own podcast, you will feel ready, inspired, and empowered to do so. The first question you want to ask yourself before starting a podcast is, why do you actually want to start the podcast? There are really two reasons people start podcasts, either to make money or they have something they are passionate about and they want to share with the world. I mean, obviously, you can be doing it for both reasons. The reason I started this podcast was a little bit different. Uh, For those of you who are listening to this episode years in the future, we are recording this episode during the COVID-19 pandemic. This has been a stressful time for everyone. To get my mind off of things, I've been taking on small projects or investigations, as I now call them. The pandemic has limited my social life, and I wanted to tell people about these experiences. This is how the Informal Investigation Podcast was born. One thing to understand is podcasting is just a medium of distributing information. I believe the topic of your podcast should be your inspiration and not that you just want to start a podcast. 
So we've decided to start a podcast. Now I know the next thing that's going to come to everybody's mind is what are you going to name this podcast? This can be difficult, um, but generally you want something that describes your topic, is easy to remember and spell, and not currently in use. For me, the informal investigation podcast seemed appropriate because I was talking about my informal investigations. One thing I'm commonly asked after you have the name of your podcast, should you trademark your podcast? I am not a lawyer, so I cannot give you legal advice. I don't think this is hugely important if you're just starting a small podcast for fun. If you have the $500 to spend, go for it. The next thing to think about after you got your name straightened out is what about a website domain name? Your domain name is what people type in to find your website. This is the www.whateveryouwant.com. Podcasts should have a website because the information on podcast listening apps are extremely limited. Also, having a website helps people find your podcast through search engines. In my mind, it is important to reserve a domain name. I snatched up informalinvestigation.com as well as informalinvestigationpodcast.com for about $20 a year. You don't want a situation where your podcast is becoming more popular and someone else buys your domain name and holds it for ransom. What about the artwork? This is the picture that everyone sees when they search for your podcast. And this is actually pretty important. Um, people will see this every time they click on your podcast. I wanted to get started quickly, so I just went onto Fiverr, which is a, a kind of a graphic design website, and found a graphic designer who made me my current artwork for around $30. In the future, depending on the direction of the podcast, I may hire a really talented graphic designer I know to improve the design and make other artwork. If you're short on cash, design something simple yourself. Don't leave this blank. So guys, guess what? We're ready to start the podcast. How do we make our first episode? Where do we begin? So the first thing is our topic. First, you need to research your topic, whether it's you, you and your co-host or hosts, or you and your special guest or guests. Some research needs to be done. If you want people to listen, you have to have something worthwhile to say. Now that we've formulated all these brilliant ideas, the next step is what are we going to say these brilliant ideas into? This is obviously going to be a microphone. You don't need anything special, but if you're willing to spend $60 on a microphone, you will get significantly better results. If you don't have the $60, I would recommend a pair of iPhone uh, headphones, which will be just fine to start out with. When purchasing a microphone, you need to be aware there are two types of microphones. There are condenser and dynamic microphones. I didn't bother researching all the nitty gritty about the differences. I chose a dynamic microphone, which is appropriate for most beginner podcasters because you don't hear background noise, unlike with condenser microphones. If you have a home soundproof studio, then go for the condenser version, obviously. The two most popular beginner podcast dynamic microphones are the Samsung Q2U and the Audio-Technica ATR2100. The reason they're so popular is because both have ports for USB as well as XLR cables. Just so you guys know, the XLR cable, that's that beefy cable you'll see musicians using all the time and that they generally use professionally. The advantage to having both the USB and the XLR cables is that the USB cable is great for starting out because you don't need a mixing board or anything fancy. All you have to do is plug the USB cord into your computer and you start recording. The great part about having the XLR cable available is that once your podcast is, of course, hugely successful and you do have that mixing board, you can still use that microphone you bought. Just use the XLR cable instead. 
Also, for this small price tag, they give you all the accessories you need. They give you a little teeny mic stand. They give you both cables, which a lot of microphones don't give you, um, as well as a foam ball that limits the plosives. This is the peas that slap you in the face. Let me show you. I'm going to pull off my foam ball for a second. I'm going to kind of give you an example of all the plosives. Hold on. Hold on. I'm still here. All right. Let's do this. You guys ready? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. All those big peas, all those peas that you're getting hit with in the face, those are the plosives. So that's the reason you would either need one of these foam balls or you get like what you get like one of these screens. A lot of times you'll see musicians singing into them. It's like a screen that's also to limit the plosives. Hold on, I'm putting my foam ball back on. The next thing you're going to need is editing software. There are a bunch of options out there. Macs come with GarageBand for free. Watch a couple YouTube videos on GarageBand, and you'll be editing like a pro in 15 minutes. Okay, the next part, kind of exciting, um, is theme music. Um, so this is actually more complicated than I thought it was going to be. Um, finding good music that is not too expensive is very difficult. Most music is going to require royalties. So after I went back and forth in terms of figuring out the different legal complications of all different types of music, I ended up going extremely, extremely old school with my music. Um, and I looked for music that was what's called public domain. This means the copyright has expired. So, But regardless of what you decide, um, be careful not to break any copyright laws. Again, I'm not a lawyer, so I cannot give you legal advice. The next thing to consider is what's called a hosting company. Um, this is a company that you upload your podcast to, and they manage your RSS feed so all your listeners can easily download episodes. I believe you need a hosting company, even if you already have your own website. You see, podcasts, they require the ability to rapidly transfer large amounts of data, and you're likely to just crash your website. Um, there are a number of good companies that do this. I chose the company called Captivate because they give you a free, easy to set up website and have amazing customer support, which is super important because I'm a complete noob at this. Uh, they are they're they're one of the newer companies, but their product is really good. Also, they are constantly innovating and making their product better. Um, every few weeks, they send me an email explaining some new feature. You know, for this, you know, I and I I pay nineteen dollars a month. Um, for me, this is worth it because of all the support they give me. Um, if you're interested in Captivate, uh, please use the affiliate link on informalinvestigation.com to help support this podcast. All you need to do is just click the Captivate logo at the bottom of the website, and they'll give you some amount of time free when you do it this way. Um, if you don't have the cash, uh, there are hosting companies that offer an entry-level plan completely for free. So you do not need that money to start the podcast. There are plenty of hosts out there that will do this for free. Just Google it. You can go through a list of them and find the one you like the best. Um, I hope you're seeing the theme here. You can start a decent podcast for free, and if you're willing to spend a little bit of money, it can be even better. The next thing to consider is how is your podcast going to get to the listener? So most people listen to podcasts through podcast listening apps, whether it be iTunes, and there's a whole bunch of other ones, um, you know, Spotify, I can, I, can, I can go on and on and on. All the big companies have one now. Um, so in order for people to be able to find your podcast on their podcast listening app of choice, you need to sign up with each listening app. Um, if you have a host, they will normally walk you through this process, but regardless, it's really easy and straightforward. Of course, there's more than just putting your podcast on a listening app. You need to let people know you have a podcast. 
Um, in order to let people know you have a podcast, you can use social media, you can use ads, you can leave it up to search engines and words of mouth. It's up to you. I set up two social media accounts. I started up a YouTube channel. Uh, the people who do this normally have a, a video of their podcast. This makes your podcast discoverable by YouTubers and potentially also have a second source of income if you monetize your YouTube channel. An example of this is Joe Rogan um, on his podcast. Um, you know, I currently don't have the setup for video podcasting, but maybe in the future sometime this, this could be a great option. I also set up an Instagram account um, because this allowed me to post pictures from my investigations. You can't really appreciate how amazing coffee bean puffs look until you see a picture. One big question that every podcaster has to ask themselves is how often should I put out an episode? Setting a schedule is important no matter what you're doing in life. Uh, You need to have a goal or it will never happen. Even my podcast, which is a hobby podcast, me letting my mind and interests loose and then telling everyone about it needs a schedule. Um, Obviously, the more content, the better. But at the same time, you want to keep quality up and not burn yourself out. For me, I decided on two episodes every month uh, that would be released on the 14th and 28th of the month. One thing to keep in mind is if your schedule is not practical, change it rather than giving up. I heard that most podcasts fail after seven episodes, so try to break number seven. One thing that I've been kind of asking myself and really curious about is how do I meet other podcasters? You know, I, I, don't, I don't really know the answer to this. Um, if you know, comment on iTunes or reach out, better yet, reach out to me on Instagram. You know, reach out if you know how to meet other podcasters. And if you're a podcaster that wants to collaborate with me, reach out on Instagram. We'll see if we can work something out. It could be a lot of fun. Um, I actually, I happened upon a few creators uh, the past few months just by chance. I met one of the hosts from my so-called Opera Life. It's a podcast about opera. I also met a random lady on a swipe app that had a feminist podcast, but I'm going to respect your privacy and not mention her name or the podcast here. I wanted to take a moment to discuss my future plans for this podcast. I have tons of great investigations planned. Now that we made it through our first quarter, I'm going to start throwing in some more controversial investigations to spice things up. Stay tuned for our Valentine's Day episode. I'm already super, super pumped. I also want to start having guests on this podcast. I'm currently working out the technical details to record multiple people in studio and remotely. I have an amazing lineup of guests already scheduled. I'm also working on a mailing list to keep everyone up to date on all of our latest episodes. There is an email sign-up form uh, on my website, so please sign up, guys. With that, we are going to close this investigation. I would like to wish everyone a happy new year, and thanks for investigating with us. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to be notified about our upcoming episodes. Also, check the links in our show notes for the resources discussed in this episode on informalinvestigation.com. Thank you.